0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Travelers Championship Final Picks, The Weather, DraftKings Ownership. If you out there are watching this on the YouTubes, remember to smash the like button for the video, subscribe. To Mayo Media Networking, give me your favorite pivot play on DraftKings this week. I'll be going through a few options that are at the higher end, that are a bit lower owned. That I don't even know if I can get to. There's one of them that I'm most definitely going to get to, so hopefully that works out. But I want to hear who you are taking players that are a little bit off the beaten path, getting away from some of the uber chalk. And when I go through the DraftKings ownership, you should be able to figure that out. You are not listening to this on the Pat Mayo Experience. Audio podcast feed. It's on the DFS Mix feed. You can find all of the links in the description of the video. If you don't know about that, if you are listening to us, thank you so much for subscribing and rating and reviewing. Five stars, by the way, on the DFS Mix. Helps us out. There's Euro on this every single day. We're going to have Wimbledon picks every single day up here as well, along with the European Tour Picks and Bet Show, which Tom and Sky have already put out earlier this week. So just scroll a little bit backwards and you'll find it up there right now don't be afraid to go and check out all of the other shows and the newsletter the link is in the description free to join i'll be releasing that on wednesday evening some final thoughts hype hot links for the week if you missed anything uh it'll all be in there so you now give a, give me your email address and boom i'll send you an email to make everything very convenient for you fantasynational.com mayo gets you 20 percent off a monthly membership today brings you through the open championship so do it yeah, that, that makes the most sense. Just do it. FantasyNational.com slash mayo. Cheat sheet for the week. It's one of these weeks where when I tweet this out later, I'll just have the this emoji, the... I don't really know what's going on this week, to tell you the truth. That's not going to prevent me from betting on things. Come on now. It's this is, this is what I do. Uh, and these are some of my favorite tournaments to bet on. So I just kind of threw a, a broad stroke out there with some guys that I like, some old favorites, some guys who I think are just pretty good values and a few bombs. Didn't play any first round leaders, just stayed away from that market. It allowed me to add like two or three like super duper long shots with their each ways just to have some fun with the week. So the way that I'm looking at it is I'm starting with Answer, hardly newer, the Mexican AI, 33 to 1. I, I'm not alone on that this week. I, I know that. Uh, he's down to 28 in some spots. I'd still take the 28, but hopefully, this is finally a time for Abraham Answer. Uh, I pointed out all week that at the US Open, he was still a fifth in strokes gained approach, the most on average per round of any player in that tournament. Couldn't drive, couldn't chip, couldn't putt. Hopefully, he gets that figured out. We're back at the Pete Dye course. That usually works out well for Abraham Answer in ninth and in T11. The past two years at this tournament in the field, yeah, well still strong, substantially weaker than it was a year ago for here. Charlie Hoffman, fifty to one. Bubba Watson, fifty five to one. Just seemed like too big of a number for Bubba at a place where He loves to play. I have no idea which version of Bubba is going to show up. And Bubba, by and large, always a better outright bet than a DraftKings play. I did use him a little bit on DraftKings, but I didn't go massively overweight on Bubba Watson because I have that 55-to-1 number out there. Other than that, I took Cam Smith, my guy, 55-to-1 with a top five each way. Max Homa, 80-to-1 with a top five each way. And Adam Scott, 80-to-1 with a top five each way. Those three plays... All just came from what I've been seeing all week and just studying these old leaderboards and all of these guys that play really well at Riviera CC. And I mean, Homo won there this year, Scott won the year before, and Cam Smith, you know, could have made a run at it to win this year to a place where he's played really well. If he can just keep we're at a course now. That driving is important, obviously, but driving's a little bit easier at TBC River Highlands than it is at most places, so if he can just kind of tread water there, keep the irons going that he had at the U.S. Open, we know he can make putts and bunches when he's rolling, and then just be your regular self around the greens. Don't be the guy who lost five strokes at the U.S. Open. That wasn't great. Hopefully you don't need to rely too much on the around the green game. So I like Cam Smith at this sort of course. He's won at the Sony Open. He has two wins at the Zurich, albeit at team events. But that is a Pete Dye course. So I think they should set up pretty well for Cameron Smith. And Homa and Scott, obviously, I think those are big numbers. uh, And are an overreaction. The Scott one in particular is kind of weird. I know that Jeff ended up betting Finau and Fowler. Finau has dropped down to like 35 to 1 in some spots. I actually find that kind of shocking. I think that's where he should be. But you just normally see him in a field like this at 20 to 1, and you just get so used to seeing him there that when he drops to 35, it's like, wow, seems strange. But I'm not betting it. I will play Tony on DraftKings. He's one of those nice little leverage spots this week, potentially. But uh, good luck to Jeff, uh, where he has bet on Finau and Fowler. That means he has to make up front a donation to charity. I think that he tweeted that out this morning at G. Feinberg 17. So if you want to recommend a charity that he can donate to this week, Now's your shot because he has to do it because he bet both these losers. The bombs, uh, Guido, one twenty-five to one with the top five. Kedira, one seventy-five or two seventy-five to one with the top five. And look, Donald, there's a guy who's won, uh, won at Riviera in the past. I think he's won here too. I think so would have been a while ago for old Luke Doll 400 to 1 with the top 5 each way in my fomo play of the week the Gim Reaper my guy Doug Gim 200 to 1 with the top 5 I also bet Gim top 10 at 14 to 1 I use Chuck Hoffman as my one and done Jeff used Emiliano Grio as his one and done and Cus has taken Scotty Shaffler as his one and done of the week The weather, pretty innocuous in the Hartford suburbs this time around. Let me pull it up just in case something has changed in like the last 20 minutes. But it looks like there's going to be a bit of wind on Saturday, but nothing crazy. Uh, Hartford is suffering, experiencing the same sort of weather that I am right now, that there was a huge rainstorm. But it looks like that's going to be clear all weekend. No more rain in the forecast late on Saturday. It might get up to gusts of 18 miles per hour. Big deal, whatever. Uh, This isn't a hard course. Hit your irons close. Make your putts. You're going to be at the top of the leaderboard. Do it for four days. Actually, do that for three of the days. Tread water for another one of those days. And you're going to be inside the top five. So that's what we're looking for. This week, I'll throw out some of the models in the newsletter, too, that I've been using. Yeah, I guess Sunday could get kind of windy. Average at 12, up to 18. Again, nothing too serious that you need to concern yourself with, because frankly, we really only want to look at the weather for Thursday and Friday, primarily Thursday, to see if there's any sort of split, and there doesn't really seem to be. It might get up to 7 miles per hour in the afternoon, rather than 3 in the morning. Wouldn't sweat that too much. It doesn't seem like there is any sort of... Of wave advantage in the, the only i guess the one difference would be i mean it depends on you know, players tolerance for the heat but in the morning on thursday it looks like it's going to be around like 63 and then by the afternoon it's going to be like mid to high 70s so maybe it's a bit too chilly for some of the guys out there but maybe it's a bit wetter in the morning too and they can stick the ball closer everything runs a little bit a little bit slower a little bit softer and so it makes up for it in that regard so that is your weather Paul Casey is going to be the highest-owned guy. Him or answer, I suppose. It's probably what you're looking at for number one and number two in terms of overall ownership. That's at least where I would put my money on it. Above $10,000, it appears like it's going to be Bryson and Cantley. Some order of those two are going to be the top. And when we sort by the salary uh Dustin probably going to be around like nine to twelve percent. It's a pretty good number. I made like I didn't use anyone above ten thousand dollars. My main DraftKings lineups, so the main twenty that I played. I did play the mini max again and played the one hundred and fifty lineups. And I did use both Cantley and Dustin as my two guys over ten thousand dollars in those lineups. As I expanded the pool out a little bit more, <clears throat> I actually took Casey as my highest owned guy in the main lineups and I didn't put in anyone lower than 67. And the only guy was actually chase Seifert that I ended up using from that bunch. I think it was only two of the 20 or three of the 20 lineups had Seifert in them. Other than that, I maxed out the bottom at that $7,000 range. When Roz and I were discussing through that, you have Stanley, Stanley, Gim and Shez Revy are one of those three are usually the last man in on most of my rosters this week. So a bit more balanced for me this time around, uh, playing that $9,000 region pretty hard. And that's what I'm seeing too, in terms of the ownership, like no one's playing Brooks. Uh, I'm not playing Brooks. He's a leverage point if you want to do it. And again, in the comment section, you can tell me of these top end guys here, I'll give you a list of who the leverage plays are from above $8,000. Brooks, you can make a case for Dustin that he is. I'm not going to because we're going to leave him out of this. Brooks, Wolf for sure, Rose, Leishman, I think has won here before. Those would be like the big three. Cam Smith would be the other one. That would be my choice in all of this. Cam Smith uh, and Russell Henley. No one's going back to him, which I found kind of surprising. You might get Adam Scott below 10%. I'm using Adam Scott. Uh, Tony Finau is a really interesting one. Uh, Mainly because he's coming in at like Know 7 to 12% ownership, somewhere in that range, which isn't low, but it's so much lower than we're used to seeing Finau at this price in a field like this. Just, I guess everyone's just off of him after last week. I did use Tony in DraftKings. I just didn't bet him outright. I do think that he's a nice little leverage spot because of the 10K guys, I use Casey, Streelman, Finau, Anser, and Neiman. Most of my lineups start with two or three of those guys at the very top and just try to kind of jam them all in. Uh, then I also use Bubba, uh, Cam Smith, and Charlie Hoffman along with that. Hoffman, not quite as highly owned as I would expect. I would say that he comes in like 12 to 14. Cam Smith's going to be between like 6 and 12. I could see him following on the lower part because Harmon is going to be super highly owned as well. He's gonna, He, an, he along with Answer, Cantlay, and um, Casey, will probably be your four highest owned above that level. So when, once you start thinking about it in those terms, like, oh, a lot of people are going to be using Answer. A lot of people are going to be using Brian Herman. A lot of people are going to be using Paul Casey. Scotty Scheffler seems like he's going to be pretty highly owned too, probably like 15 16%. That it just gets to the point where some of these guys in the high eights and low nines just can't be owned anymore. I'm hoping it's Streelman that falls through the cracks. and Everyone looks at him, says, hey, he's a great play don't like his price, I'm not going to use him. I felt very comfortable using Kevin Streelman this week. So hopefully he drops down to like 10, 8, 9, 10, 11% that I'm I'm looking pretty good in that regard, I think. I don't know what to make of Reed's ownership. just feel like he has the same 12% every single week of the Patrick Reed backers. I didn't get there, but that's me. Um, as we go down into the sevens, Grio Fowler, Sink, Doc Redman, Keegan Bradley. Those are really the big ones that I'm seeing right now in terms of ownership. No overwhelming amount of chalk from that range. Um, It's nothing crazy. But at the same time, they're all going to carry like between 12 and 15. Maybe it kind of gravitates onto one or the other and people say, you know what? Griot's going to be a bit lower. Fowler's going to get up to like 18%. But Fowler's looking uh, like he's going to be one of the highest owned players on this slate. I don't think I used any Ricky. Maybe that's going to come back to haunt me. I don't know. All the 7k guys are kind of eating, eating each other's tail. So whether it's Knox, Perez, Reeve, Stanley, Gooch, um, Doug Gim, all in that range. Like I don't, maybe Gooch gets up to 10, maybe Stanley gets up to 10, but I think even that would really be pushing it. Then once we go back into the $6,000 level, uh, it does seem like the, the stat heads are going back to Vince Whaley, but, and it's probably a good, I went back to, Vince Whaley in the uh, 150 max ability, $6,400. I think that's really good uh, for a guy that people were using at $7,800 in basically uh, in a weaker field, but not that much weaker. So I think it's a nice spot to go back to him. Uh, We'll see how Seifert does. I think that's just more of a product of Fantasy National. Let's see. Uh, 7% of Fantasy National users so far have generated lineups with him in them. Our projected ownership is only 4%, though, and frankly, that might even be high. This was the scene of the first ever good Chase Seifert tournament. Uh, Kedira could garner some ownership. Whaley. I like Tom Lewis from down there as well, along with Luke Donald. If you want to play Dustin and Cantlay in the same lineups, or Dustin... Two guys above 10 play Dustin and Casey or something like that. This is where you're going to have to go down to. The the cheapest guy I did play in Linus was Robbie Shelton. I just like him whenever he can get a wedge in his hand. And there's just going to be so many opportunities to play from 150 in this week that I think that benefits Robbie Shelton. Now, there's a problem. He's not any good. So that could always blow up in your face. But if there's a course for him, it feels like this would be one of them. So $6,200, he opens up a lot. So Shelton... Tom Lewis, Luke Donald, Vince Whaley, Kadyra. If you need to go 6,500 or under, those are the guys that I'm using. But like I said, I am not seeing a ton. Hoagie might garner some ownership. I like Hoagie this week too. Another good uh, wedge player. Uh, you can even use Scott Piercy. Rosin and I talked about him on the DraftKings show too. So frankly, at the top, it's going to be the names that you would think. Uh, Cantley, Casey, Anser, Scheffler, Harmon, Hoffman, Neiman, Griot, Ricky Fowler, um, and maybe Bryson, I don't know where people are. Th- it seems like a lot of people are using Bryson, but I can never wrap my mind around, like he will he feels like he's always projected for more than he ends up actually coming in at. So if I have him projected right now for 16%, you could probably call that 12 and be on your way because there's such a large anti-Bryson bias out there. But at the same time, maybe he's just the one that people feel comfortable with above $10,000 and all of a sudden he's like 22%. So his range of outcomes on ownerships are just all over so I just try not to think about it all that much uh, that will do it for me pat mayo on the pat mayo experience remember to subscribe to the dfs mix that's where this short show lives in audio versions subscribe to the newsletter smash the like on the way out and remember to head on over to the pat mayo experience audio podcast feed have football out with chris Meany for wednesday then i have football on thursday previewing players and divisions and teams with Mike Leone for the NFC North. So you Packers, Lions, Bears, and other team who is in that division, who now I can't remember, Vikings, there we go, right off the top of my head. Fan of one of those teams, want to hear about your team? Then tomorrow's show will be for you if you're a big fan of the AFC North, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. California Raisins, those ones, uh, they all got covered this morning. So uh, you can go and check all of those shows, uh, shows out right now. Uh, continue to support both the golf and football products being put out by Mayo Media Network. Dugger Pass, UFC picks out tonight as well on the network. Sub now! Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Experience! experience.